0: Inna alhamdulillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shurruri anfusina wa min sa'iyyati amalina. Man yasdihillahu falamudillalah wa man yudlil falamudillalah wa man yudlil falamudillalah wa ashhadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika la wa enna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluhu. All thanks and praise is due to God, we seek his help and forgiveness, we seek refuge in God from the evil within ourselves and the consequences of our evil deeds. Whoever God guides will never be led astray, and whoever God leads astray will never find guidance. I bear witness that there is no God but the law, alone without any partners, and I bear witness that Muhammad is God's servant and God's messenger. <clears> o <throat> oh, you who believe, be mindful of God, as is God's due, and make sure you devote yourselves to God to your dying moment. In the name of God, the Beneficent, the Merciful, peace be upon you all. <clears throat> Alhamdulillah, we have completed the first week of Ramadan, and as we are used to hearing Ramadan as a time of spiritual rejuvenation... An act of worship that is for God alone, since only He knows if we are truly fasting or not, <clears throat> as He says in the Holy Quran: rahim Ya kutiba kama min O you who believe, fasting is ordained for you as it was ordained for those before you, so you might remain conscious of God. And later He says. <clears throat> <clears throat> Shahru Ramadan al-ladi unzila fihi al hudan l-nas wa yubayyan min al-huda wal-furqan faman shahida minkum shahra fal-yassumhu wa man kana maryidan aw ala safarin fa'iddatum min ayyamin akhar yuridu allahu bikum al-yusra wala yuridu bikum al-usra wala <clears throat> tukmilu al-iddatah It was the month of Ramadan in which the Qur'an was bestowed from on high as a guidance unto man and a self-evidence proof of that guidance, and as the standard by which to discern the true from the false. Whoever of you lives to see this month shall fast through it, but he that is ill or on a journey shall fast instead for the same number of other days. God wills that you shall have ease and does not will you to suffer hardship, but he desires that you complete the number of days required and you extol God for his having guided you aright and that you render your thanks unto him. And thanks to you for your patience with my Arabic, that I felt this would be a good place to practice it. Um, Each year, I have to admit, I struggle with my fasting. I really envy my friends who have this feeling of eager anticipation for the month to start and are sad to see it end. Try as I might, I have never been able to experience that for myself. Rather, Ramadan is in many ways for me a struggle, both physically and spiritually. I started fasting when I was about 15 years old, and shortly thereafter Ramadan began to coincide with my final exam schedule in college and later in medical school. I fasted while I studied, and will never know if the B I got was because I was slightly hypoglycemic or because I just didn't study hard enough. While others contemplated not fasting for the sake of their education, I believed that fasting was the priority. I took that on face value as a young Muslim. So I continued to fast each year during the four years of my residency when I was working 100 to 120 hours a week. In those days, the cafeteria would often close before iftar, and I had to scramble for food. I never felt that patient care was compromised, um, and my goal was just to get through the month. After that, I had a break for a few years while I was pregnant or breastfeeding, and now I am back full circle to fasting in the summer while working a full-time job. Alhamdulillah. I, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, since I know others endure much more, but I just felt like I wanted to be honest about this with you, my dear sisters, to share my experience, because perhaps it resonates with the few of you in the audience. I would always do my best to pray tarawih, but since I don't always understand the Arabic, the Quran being recited at the mosque, I had a hard time experiencing the intense spiritual awakening felt by so many others. I kind of felt like I was just going through the motions and that my Ramadan experience was not as it should be. But what has made all the difference for me was my attempt to read the Quran, first in English and later in English and Arabic, Year after year, I managed to complete the text during Ramadan, which ended up shaping my identity as a Muslim, creating a relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his message. I know this may seem obvious. Yes, of course, we all read the Quran in Ramadan. That's what we do. But somehow I feel our connection to the actual content of the Quran itself, the meaning of the words, if you will, has gotten lost amongst all of the chatter about Islam. Restoring our relationship with the text in a language we can understand, especially as women, will bring us back to the essence of Islam as a message of hope, with justice as the cornerstone. Because the Quran tells us in Surah Al maidah uh, be just That is the closest to taqwa to God consciousness. We think of Taqwa as this highest state we can achieve of closeness to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala, And what does he tell us to do? To become close to him, be just, in everything we do towards ourselves, towards humanity, and towards Allah's creation. Unfortunately, this is a concept that we must constantly be reminded of, especially when uh, the letter of the law is applied so assiduously while neglecting its spirit. And even when it comes to fasting, we often forget that Allah wants ease and not hardship for us, as mentioned in the verses. He wants what is easy for you, not what is hard. He keeps things simple. Do not fast if you are ill or on a journey. We look to the Hadith for specifics. How sick does that mean? What does ill mean? How far do you have to travel before you're on a journey? But Allah himself does not specify. The Quran keeps it very general. Um, And so we don't have to expose ourselves to undue hardship. There are not very many hadith, actually, that really talk about this, uh, but here's, there's one that will help, where there was a group of Muslims that were with the Prophet. This is in, Surah, it's in Sahih Bukhari. We were with the apostle of Allah, may peace be upon him, on a journey. Some of us had been observing the fast, and some of us had not been fasting. We got down at a place on a hot day. Most of us had the cloth for shelter. There were also those amongst us who sheltered themselves against the sun with the help of their hands. It was very hot in the desert. The observers of the fast fell down on account of weakness. Those who had not observed it got up and pitched tents and watered the mounts. Thereupon the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The breakers of the fast have taken the reward today. In other words, their actions earned more of a reward than people who were fasting and unable to do anything of service on that journey that they were on, on the expedition. I think this is important to keep in perspective, especially when we hear reports, for example, if you were aware the last few days of hundreds of people dying in Pakistan from fasting during a severe heat wave. But at the same time, we have to recognize that fasting is difficult. We can't just give up because it's hard. But if the hardship causes illness or physical harm, then we have to stop. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala endowed us with common sense to use at times like this. So, after all these years, that is what I have come to appreciate about Ramadan. While I'm in the midst of my fast, I may be struggling, but when it's over, I know that I have what it takes to face tough situations. I have proven to myself that I can overcome my weakness, and I have learned that if we don't push ourselves, we may never know what we are capable of achieving. That level of endurance, built up year after year, has a cumulative effect They can best be appreciated in retrospect. As a community, we enjoy the fellowship of coming together to break fast and pray. But our ummah is also in a state of crisis. Muslims celebrate Ramadan all over the world, and yet, while some consume their iftar to excess, others continue to go hungry after the fast has been broken. Muslims are fighting one another in some places, while the basic needs of the poorest Muslims are neglected elsewhere. Others are committing egregious crimes in the name of Islam. So when we step back and take a look at the state of the Ummah today, we can't help but feel overwhelmed and somewhat helpless. There are signs of hope, however, and progress, alhamdulillah, but the challenges we face today are great. Will the day come when we will all be truly united in our cause as we fast together as one global community? Is that possible, considering this, vast, this vastness of the size of the Muslim Ummah that we're all fasting together? Can't that be a model for unity in other areas? At the very least, we must be united in our call to respect the dignity of each human being, to demonstrate that Islam is a faith that cherishes life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best, but we can each do our part in the meantime to get closer to that goal. Alhamdulillah, Ramadan is a time of self-discipline, self-reflection, and spiritual growth, which occurs even when we are not fully aware that it is happening. We've reaped the benefits and may not even know that we're reaping them until we look back. By abstaining from bad behavior during Ramadan, we have an even greater impact on those around us. We raise the bar, as it were, making kindness and compassion the norm as we suppress our normal hungry crankiness so that we really have an effect on the the people that we're around. How many of us have been able to share our faith with others simply because we are fasting and people are curious about Ramadan and why we're doing what we're doing? We set an example that inspires others who will often join us in our fast. So while it is to God alone, the benefits are actually immeasurable, especially from a social perspective. So I will offer a few suggestions for things I believe we could do to improve our Ramadan experience, both personally and socially. Of course, this applies to me first and foremost. In the first place, we must be mindful of our fasting, remembering that it is a choice we make every day of Ramadan. By declaring our tension the night before until we thank Allah for giving us the means to break our fast at the end of the day, we remember that he has bestowed on us this gift of the freedom to choose. In addition to helping with that mindfulness, I recommend committing ourselves to reading as much as we can of the Quran in the language that we know best in order to come closer to the magnificence of Allah's message. Developing a relationship with the living text, that is the Quran, is essential for us all. And every time we read it, we have a different experience of it. And this is what I mean by the term, it's a living text. Second, we should think carefully about our Zakat, which is an important part of Ramadan. Zakat is often translated as almsgiving or charity but the most accurate translation is the self-purifying dues. By giving to others in an act of complete selflessness, we cleanse ourselves from any impurities. To me, some of those impurities include the tremendous disparity of wealth that exists among Muslims, unfortunately, and indeed within humanity today. Through thoughtful giving to causes that not only meet a basic need, but enable people to lift themselves out of their misery, we can perhaps make a difference in the terrible inequities that exist. But that also requires honest self-reflection and insight as we consider how our own actions and decisions contribute to some of the injustices around the world today. Finally, we must practice forgiveness. We talk about this frequently, Astaghfirullah, God forgive us, let's be all forgiving, but almost superficially, without truly understanding its meaning. By forgiving others, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala admonishes us to do time and time again, we overcome the negative effects of harboring ill will, which create a state of mind that eats away at our very soul. This frees us to achieve more in our lives since we are less preoccupied with how others have hurt us. To forgive one who does not deserve to be forgiven is what brings us closest to emulating the divine. While we can be forgiving at any time, Ramadan provides us with an opportunity to take ourselves to a higher level and overcome barriers to forgiveness that we might think are insurmountable during the rest of the year. So I would like to end with another verse that actually follows the, the other verses I read about Ramadan immediately afterwards. Ya ayuhalladina amanu. Oh, sorry. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wa ida sa saala ka ibadi anni fa inni qariibu ujibu da'wata dai ida da'ain. And if my servants ask you about me, behold, I am near. I respond to the call of him who calls whenever he calls unto me. Let them respond to me and believe in me so that they might follow the right way. Let us make dua. O oh Allah, most merciful. Enable us to get the most out of this blessed month of Ramadan. O Allah, provide us with the means to make a difference in the world, to help our brothers and sisters suffering in places like Gaza, Syria, Myanmar, and Pakistan. O Allah, bring the Muslims who are fighting one another to their senses, and let them bring violence to an end. Let us be a source of your light, illuminating the world with hope and justice. Let others feel safe and secure when they are in our presence knowing that we are Muslims. Allow us to serve as role models and leaders in our own country that is faced with challenges and divisions among people of different races and ethnicities. Let us be part of the process of healing and restorative justice here and around the world. We ask your forgiveness, O Allah, for our shortcomings and mistakes. We pray that you will guide us every day to the path that is straight and true we pray that you will give us the courage and strength we need to fulfill our mandate set by you in joining the doing of what is right and forbidding the doing of what is wrong. Rabbana la tu'akhibna inna seena o akhtaa'na. Rabbana wa la tahmla layna isran kama hamaltahu ala alathina min qabduna. Rabbana wa la tuhamilna ma la taqada lana bih. wa'fu anna, wa'khfir lana, warhamna, enta mawlana, fansoorna ala alqawm alkaafireen. Our Lord, condemn us not if we forget or fall into error. Our Lord, place not on us a burden like that which you have placed on those before us. Our Lord, place not on us burdens greater than we have strength to bear. Blot out our sins, grant us forgiveness, have mercy on us. You are our protector. Help us against those who stand against faith.